Tim, welcome to CSA Talks. Perhaps you start just by briefly introducing yourself and explaining what you do. That, that'd be really helpful if you don't mind. Yeah, um, Tim Callahan. I'm uh, the global CISO at AFLAC. And uh, AFLAC is a very prominent name in, in the U.S., mm. uh, probably not known as well um, you know, outside of the U.S. other than in Japan. We're very uh, large in Japan. Uh, but it's, you know, from a branding standpoint within the U.S., we, we have a, a very large recognition uh, of what we, what we are as a company, uh, not as much as what we do, but we're a supplemental uh, insurance company. Uh, we, we sell vol- voluntary uh, insurance uh, through the employer, but uh, we have been uh, moving more to a direct-to-consumer model. So that's right. who we are. That's really helpful. Thank you for that. So um, one of the things I'd really like to talk to you about um, today is we had a really interesting conversation before about this concept of of managing risk and in particular managing sort of third party risk and understanding, you know, really what are some of the things that we can do to mitigate these things, which is obviously quite relevant as a result of the events of the last sort of six months or so with regards to solar winds and the like. You know, what, what, what are your thoughts on this topic? What do you think we're getting right to start first of all? What do we think we've got, we're getting wrong in this space? Well, in, uh, in, in, in most of my background historically has been in the financial services sector. Right. I, I retired from the military and then went, went to work for a bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I will say because of the regulated, the nature of banks and, and insurance companies, we have tended to have a fairly robust third-party assessment program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very difficult to go beyond, you know, kind of the questionnaire, the, you know, we, uh, you know, unfortunately, we get them, you know, we get them too. So our clients <laughs> tend to send us the questionnaire. Mm. And, and, you know, and, and it's gotten, you know, quite daunting to, to answer for, you know, in some cases, like 1400 questions. <laughs> but do we ever really get to the risk, right? And, and for many of, you know, many of our suppliers, um, you, you know, we were able to cut that down to, you know, much fewer questions because of the nature of the relationship. But when you really get into our high risk suppliers, uh, how do we know and, and how do we assert? And, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I bring kind of the history up because this is, you know, a challenge we've had for years. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, kind of going beyond the compliance aspect of saying, yes, I'm evaluating our suppliers. Yes, I'm asking them these questions. No, I don't really know if they're lying to me. And not that anybody would, but I don't, you know, yeah, I, I, I get, don't know I get it. Yeah. Mm. What, what's effective. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, not all, all suppliers are the same. And what we've seen, uh, with, uh, you know, kind of the supply chain attacks mm-hmm. it is, is, is quite daunting, right? And, you know, solar winds was not the first. Sure. Uh, it, but it was definitely uh, probably the most extensive. 
And, you know, so the, there's been a lot of conversation about from not only uh, a company standpoint, my private company standpoint, but from a governmental response, mm-hmm. you know, how can we get our handle on this mm-hmm. or, or how should we? And then, you know, very similarly, you, you know, the, what we saw with the, the Microsoft uh, issue in the last couple of weeks is a very mm-hmm. similar type of uh, yeah. attack <clears throat> that, uh, you know, we're so reliant on our technology partners, um, but they too can be a victim. And through that path, we can become a victim. Right. So I, I think that's the- It's really interesting. That's kind yeah. of the daunting task before us. Mm. Well, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, and I think is a really, really important point and something that <coughs> is really important here is that like, we recently have been dealing with a large financial services organization and we had one of these questionnaires come through and it was 636 questions and 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 I'm and I'm thinking you know as 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 my some of my team were going through this I'm thinking like how is this really protecting the potential client against risk. I mean, we answered it to the best of our ability and we answered it as honestly as we possibly could. But, you know, there are a lot of, would you, we're really putting a huge amount of trust in frankly, quite often salespeople to answer this questionnaire. Like, and there was no verification. It's not like, you know, like when we talk about like, you know, the methodology we use within our, you know, the way in which we develop our products to make sure that we've developed it with security first and security mind. Like, is that being verified? Like, you know, are we actually validating this information? Because if we're not, it's not worth the paper it's written on. And I dare say a majority of these things that go back, it's just... It's just nonsense. I don't know how that's really improving. It might be ticking a box. It might be saying, well, we asked the question, but is it really delivering a better level of security? Is it really giving that organization any more security than not having sent it in the first place? I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. And, and you know, it's not like you're not doing things in the industry to try to get that, right? And that's kind of the frustrating thing. Uh, you know, there's been products like BitSight and Security Scorecard and some mm, others yeah, that right, yeah. give you rating, right, of, of the right, supplier. Right, right. And, and, and so that's one thing. We also have the SOC 1, SOC 2 kind of structure the, you know, where, and, and we do, we go, we, we go to our suppliers, especially those that host and say, we want to see your SOC too, right? So they do. And that's an independent verification of that sorts. Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but yet we still see compromises at, at these, these places, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and then a SOC, even a SOC, which is a deep dive. I mean, we, we do right. it for, a, for our class because it's a deep dive into process and programs and things of that nature. But uh, when, you, when you talk about the security of code coming out of a supplier, a technology supplier, mm-hmm. right? So the SOC will talk about the process of what they do to develop the code, the, the checks, the balances, and things like that. But it never can really, and, and again, a SOC, the limitation is a point mm-hmm. in time, right? Mm-hmm. That 
when they did this assessment, this stage, this is, they were of that level. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but it really doesn't, it does not verify the integrity and the security of the code you're getting out, which again right. is a SolarWinds thing. Mm. Uh, and and I recently I've been talking to some public policymakers. I'm I'm the chairman uh, of of the board of a of a private nonprofit called the National Technology Security Coalition, and that and and our our whole purpose in life is to have the voice of the CISO on Capitol Hill uh, <laughs> in our in our U.S. government mm. structure, but. Um, <clears throat> And we've been talking this issue, and I really think that uh, you know there's probably some, you know there's some structural things we do in, in how we govern and regulate uh, the software industry. And, and you know I, I'm not a, a fan of overly burdensome regulations, mm. but I you know I use kind of the analogy of I don't I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Right. I mean, nobody wants to know what's in the, the hot dog, you know, or the sausage. Right. <laughs> no. I want to know it's safe to eat. <laughs> and, and so there is a, you know, in, in the U.S. structure again and in other countries, I know that uh, EU is very, um, you know, I, I lived in Germany for, for several years and, and, and they all kind of approach it from the same way. There is a regulatory structure around mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Because the consumer can't know what's going in that food. We need the regulatory structure to kind of help us there. And I think we, we have to get that to software. Yeah, and, it, and there's several ways to do that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not proposing we stand up another federal agency. I, I think maybe, uh, you know, a, a concept like Underwriters Laboratory or some certification mm. entity that certifies not the structure like a song one yeah but the actual code itself <laughs> that i totally agree it-